Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Today is Wednesday. It's the 25th of October. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Traffic fatalities in Iowa are higher than they've been at this time of the year for at least the previous five years. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports more than 300 people have been killed so far, then already surpassing the target the officials had hoped not to exceed this entire year. The average number of traffic fatalities by October 23rd in the past five years is 268, but this year there have been 301. Cedar Rapids Schools has closed more sections of its largest middle schools. No failure at the buildings have occurred, but following a consultant's inspection, the district has opted to close both Taft and Harding Middle Schools. Superintendent Tawana Grover. Today's investigation, it revealed additional damage, which was not seen on our visual evaluations. As we also think about the winter months coming and the extra weight of the snow and ice on the domes, This would definitely put more stress on the beams, causing things to shift and move. The consulting team's report has not been released yet, but already it's reporting issues with the beams that support domes at the schools. Consultants were on site Monday drilling the support beams. They discovered soft and rotting wood inside structural beams that support the large domes. The larger middle school, Harding, is rearranging space outside the domes to accommodate its 730 students. The district is working to acquire two portable buildings for the smaller school, Taft, which has less space outside the domes. Three correctional officers have filed a lawsuit against the Iowa Department of Corrections, alleging they are being denied access to information relating to disciplinary actions taken against them. The Des Moines Register reports the prospective class action was filed by Michael Chandler, Eddie Jones, and Chad Madison, who work at the Newton Correctional Facility. It was filed on behalf of themselves, all others similarly situated. The complaint alleges the three were entitled to investigatory reports related to disciplinary actions taken against them. Chronic wasting disease continues to spread throughout wildlife in the Midwest and Great Plains. It infects deer, elk, and moose and has been in Iowa since 2013. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rimbert tells us what that means as deer hunting gets underway. John Heaston heads up the Nebraska Sportsman's Foundation and has been hunting for about 40 years. Just last year, for the first time, a deer he killed tested positive. Heaston says that deer looked healthy underscoring the need for hunters to test the animals they've taken before processing the meat. It's kind of everybody's job to stay on top of this. It's not like you can bring all the deer in for a checkup every year and give them a booster shot or vaccination. Deer probably spread chronic wasting disease through nose-to-nose contact with other animals or by eating forage contaminated with infected fluids. So far, there's no strong evidence that humans or livestock are at risk of getting infected. Dry conditions led to another busy week in the fields for farmers. The USDA crop report says the corn harvest increased by 20 percent in the last week, bringing the total to 62 percent of the corn now out of the fields. That is two days ahead of last year and one week ahead of the five-year average. Combines have now harvested 87 percent of the soybeans statewide, up from 74 percent the week before. That is one day ahead of the harvest rate from last year and 10 days ahead of the five-year average. 
And for the second consecutive year, Caitlin Clark of the University of Iowa is a unanimous pick for the Associated Press preseason All-America team in women's basketball. Clark led Iowa to the NCAA championship game for the first time in school history, where the Hawkeyes lost to LSU. This is here first from IPR News. Support for IPR comes from The Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. The Iowa Nutrient Reduction Strategy launched a decade ago, intended to improve water quality in the state. The goal is to reduce nutrients flowing into rivers and lakes by about one-half, with a bulk of those cuts falling on farmers. But are they heeding the message? IPR's Sheila Brummer continues our coverage on Iowa's water quality and potential solutions from some of the state's top researchers. Joshua Hawk and his dad, Daryl, check out corn on their century farm east of Primgar. This is mid-August, a couple of months before harvest time. The plants are vibrant and green with ears full of yellow kernels. I think it looks good. This is just end growth. Iowa leads the country in corn production, thanks to fertile soil. But farmers give their crops a boost by adding nitrogen fertilizer. Daryl has been farming for most of his life, and for much of that time, didn't worry about how much to apply. 20 or 30 years ago, nitrogen was cheap, and you put some on for insurance. We weren't hearing that it was leaching out, that it was going down the river. But nitrogen is getting into waterways. A study by the Union of Concerned Scientists says runoff from farms in the Midwest causes up to $2.4 billion in damage to the Gulf of Mexico every year. In Iowa, it threatens drinking water and can close beaches in the summer. To help fix the problem, state agricultural leaders urge producers to voluntarily take steps to reduce fertilizer runoff as part of the nutrient reduction strategy. Farmers in the past decade have made enormous progress towards those goals in terms of acres with cover crops, putting denitrification wetlands on the landscape, improving their nitrogen fertilizer management, but there's still much more work to do. That's Michael Castellano, a professor of agronomy at Iowa State University. Iowa officials say farmers are doing more to address water quality concerns. Before the nutrient reduction strategy, there were only about 10,000 acres of cover crops that hold soil and nitrogen in place between growing seasons. The number jumped to 2.8 million in 2021. That's our goal, is to move everybody towards lower nitrogen but sustainable nitrogen levels. Over the summer, Castellano met with farmers, including the Hawks, to get even closer to the source of the issue. He led a field day for the Iowa Nitrogen Initiative in O'Brien County. Castellano helps oversee the program, where producers track fertilizer application and yields to produce the most corn with the least amount of nitrogen. This season, 270 field trials took place. The goal, 500 a year. Like a lot of people, they care more about their bottom line than they do the downstream pollution. Retired University of Iowa researcher Chris Jones, who also wrote the book The Swine Republic, struggles with the truth about agriculture and water quality, says a system that relies on voluntary measures won't work. We have this culture here in Iowa where we sort of pussyfoot around the farmers and we don't tell them to do or not do something that is you know, a bad practice. 
Jones favors laws and regulation of nitrogen pollution to compel farmers to adopt different practices. He says Iowa needs diversified crops beyond corn and soybeans, such as grains and vegetables. Before World War II, Iowa was a top producer of oats and apples. But Jones says he can't blame farmers who work within a broken system. The problem isn't that farmers are evil. The problem is they're human beings. And so they're making decisions within a decision framework that many of us would make given the same set of circumstances. And so that being the case, we need a different decision framework. Joshua and Daryl Hawk have modified what they do in their fields to be part of a solution. They lowered their nitrogen use and might do even more after attending the field day. I had no idea you could get 195 bushel corn without putting any nitrogen down. They planted buffers and plan to potentially install bioreactors. That's a trench filled with wood chips where bacteria convert nitrate and water to harmless nitrogen gas. We try to do the best we can, but we're not to blame for everything that people want to blame us for. (laughs) This father and son strive to find a balance between being mindful of the environment and sustaining their livelihood for the next generation. Near Primgar, I'm Sheila Brummer, IPR News. This is one of our stories on Iowa's water quality 10 years after the nutrient reduction strategy was implemented. You can find all of our reporting on this issue at IPR.org. This is Here First from IPR News, and you can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters.